from the Ashantino Lemon and various other podcasts. And once again, we are joined by a cavalcade of other fellow people. <laughs> Classy. Yeah, so trying to get the show started was, uh, oh, let's just say it was a little bit of a Herculean feat. Yeah, Herculean feat. We are live on Pride48.com, and we are joined... By first, in the upper left-hand corner, my co-host and the guy that helps me gather all these wonderful individuals together. Please welcome from the Stater Spear, Stater 69, Mr. Scott. Well, hello there. <laughs> and what was that evil laugh for? That was my classy sound. I was trying to sound British and shit. Oh, okay. And then Fail. Oh, <laughs> How Join, dare you? Joining us for the first time, Brother Sinatus from the Brother Sinatus show. Something. <laughs> I don't know. He's on. Uh, Something. Yeah, he's on. Uh, what's it called? Um, Audio Boo. Audio Boo. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, we have back once again is Country Boy Wes. Hello. Country Boy Wes. And then joining us again for the new first time is Mr. George. Uh, George, introduce yourself. This is George in Atlanta, the Southern boy that's going to kick Sater's ass. Oh, oh, how dare you? <laughs> You're right. He does have a sexy voice. I told you. All right. So we are live on Pride 48, and we have very little time before we go into to, uh, Country Boy West's show. So on to the first story, Sater. That's me. That's you. I'm reading the first story. Okay. The first story is success in second U.S. couple's deportation fight. We've been following this one a lot, haven't we? Well, yeah, that's what we do. Last week, pinknews.co.uk reported on the case of Bradford Wells and Anthony Mack, who have been told Mr. Mack has been denied leave to remain in the country. Mr. Mack has been a resident in the U.S. for 19 years and married Mr. Wells seven years ago. Now, however, a second San Franciscan couple have taken a deportation order to appeal and succeeded. Doug Gentry's partner, Alex... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Alex Benchimol, Benchimol. Benchimol has been told he had to return to his native Venezuela, despite having married Mr. Gentry last year. In July, the appeal judge gave the Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE two months to decide whether to drop deportation proceedings. Uh, and, 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 the, and, they, they did, and they decided to drop the case. So, yeah. This yeah. is really good that they're actually letting married couples stay married like they would uh, straight married couples. Well, I, I figured as much that something was going to be um, – something was going to pop up at some point here and tell them, you know, you just can't send people back to another country, especially if they're married. So what, what do you guys think of this? Any, anything other than this is what we expected? Well, well I, I could – go ahead. No, go ahead, Wes. I, I could say a whole bunch about it, but you know what it comes down to is, okay, yeah, gay marriage is not federally accepted. So what are they going to do when something else comes up? And 
you know, someone else is wanting to stay into the country illegally. And then they're going to say, oh, well, now they're just getting married to us. You know, how is that going to play out in the future when somebody's just going to come up with the the story that you're gay married or lesbian married just so that you can try to keep somebody in the country? So you're well, saying shit, you're... They, they, they do that with straight marriage all the time. So why don't they just get, get fake straight married? I'm not saying that it's right for straight people to do it either. So you're I saying you're... That, fair... I don't think that should be a... a thing is you can't you shouldn't be able to just get married to somebody here to stay in the country so you're thinking they're, they're going to abuse the system is what you're thinking exactly yeah it, it this this has no legs on on uh, appeal the uh the simple fact is it doesn't have a precedent and until we get a um any sort of federal ruling that rules in our favor of gay marriage in general it doesn't it's not going to have legs so I but mean, it does have legs because they the ic has decided to drop the case so the guy does is not getting deported so this in this case it has worked yeah i don't i don't think that's the final i don't i don't think it's the last you're going to hear of it and it's just one or maybe two now it's not i don't think it's going to turn into like five All ten fifteen hundred one or two boys that's how something gets started. <laughs> Jesus. It takes, it, it, takes one, two, it takes one or two in the courts, not dropping a case. Yeah. It takes a ruling. Dropping a case doesn't oh set God, a precedent. This is going to be the most depressing ever. <laughs> Guys, think positive. Sater is very depressed. <laughs> That's life. I mean, we have a federal court system to uphold. We can't really we can't make more of a mockery of it than it already is oh why not god knows our nation's a mockery let's just start with the court system and work backwards so yay they aren't being deported <laughs> Ooh, they're fucked anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay. well if there's a well let's let's turn to a, a story that actually has some some good news and that is our second story and uh i'm gonna give this one to scott to read uh, me again? No, no, I'm sorry. That's got George. Yeah, I don't have access to any stories. <laughs> oh, well, this would be okay. Well, what's your uh, in the window? Give me your email address. I'll send this to you, uh, Country Boy West, if you would please. Let me get this up. Oh, this is the bisexuality thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It says, uh, scientists have discovered bisexual traits in men where previous research found those claiming to be attracted to both sexes were, in fact, gay. Um, it was a Northwestern University study. Uh, the revo- results of a more in-depth look at sexual attraction in men after a previous study failed to find any evidence of bisexuality in test subjects who identified as such. Um, of course, a study like this caused controversy at the time uh, for these, which it could support the view that bisexuals are only homosexuals in the closet. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, many of the subjects who identified as bisexual exhibited signs of arousal to both men and women compared with those in the previous study who resembled gay men in their reactions. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jim Larson of the advocacy group Bisexual Organized Project told the New York Times it's great that they've come out with affirmation that bisexuality exists. 
So was this really something that was being questioned? Oh yeah, it's questioned all the time. A lot, of, even a lot of gay guys think that bisexual guys are ones that just can't get off the fence yet. <laughs> I think I think that's just the unfortunate reaction of a lot of gay men because I know of a few who. I mean, it doesn't matter if they have a heartbeat and they're standing in front of them when they're hard, then that's who they're going to go after. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely out there. I mean, it. There, there, are ones, there are ones that are attracted to both sexes. It's just, you know, they, they enjoy the vagina and they, they also they enjoy a hot dog and a taco at the same yes, time. Yes, we do. <laughs> and sometimes they want to enjoy all of them together. Yes, we do. At the same do. time. Oh, say, you're saying you're bi? Oh, yes, I'm very He's I'm been claiming that. Oh, I I'm was unaware of that. So. No, I prefer, I do prefer, I'm honest that I prefer men to women, but mm, I, I love being with women just as much as guys. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So I've, I've been with a female before. Um, I'm not going to say that it was that great. I mean, yeah, I am gay. I am the gay person that I am, but. You know, we're human beings, and human beings have hormones no matter if you're gay, straight, crooked, whatever. I mean, it, it's just whatever at that moment does the trick because sometimes I, sometimes I have to be watching gay porn. Uh, other times I can watch straight porn and have just as strong of an orgasm as I can watching gay porn. I mean, it it just it doesn't really. Yeah, so I used to be able to watch street porn, not so much anymore. <laughs> well, I have to watch it with the sound turned down because as soon as she starts squealing and yeah, you like it, oh, like it. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm just. Besides, man, I just have to turn it off. Are on both of them too, though nowadays. Really? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because, oh, it's kind of like um when we were, it was years ago when we picked up a magazine that was more predominantly for women. And we opened it up and was like, okay, we just saw him in a gay porn film just the other day. So, you know. Well, what's funny is when you, if you ever had the experience of actually meeting a gay porn star in person or if you, you've run into them and be like, Hey, I know where that guy is, and he would be, you know, to, my my particular experience is that he was totally, <laughs> totally denying it. But I'm like, yeah, I, I know I've seen you before, Mr. Jeremy Penn. I I see, <laughs> I, I I've seen you before in a particular video, and I know you're trying to pull off the whole straight thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I don't think we have to worry about Mr. Michael Brandon being in a straight porn film. Yeah. So, but uh, bam, back to the story. So, yeah, but it's yeah, so science finally basically says what we all knew in our hearts to begin with. So, any other basically, thoughts? It's basically, sexuality is a lot more complicated than we try to make it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really think it's silly for for folks to try and paint people. I, I go on this terror every now and then about stuff not being black and white, and uh, sometimes I think the gay community is its own worst enemy. I mean, for Christ's sake, mental health is not black and white. It's three hundred three hundred million shades of gray. Sexuality. I mean, we should we should know 
we we would expect the straight community to think it's black and white, gay or straight, bi is not either. It's one or the other. They're just lying. But we should understand. We know enough transsexuals and transgendered and um, and folks who are questioning. We should know that it's it's three hundred million shades of gray, and we we should be a little less critical about it. All right. I think we've said enough on to that. On to the next story, please. Now that you have access, George, if you would, please. I do. I do. Glisten forces the headline. Glisten forces the bastards at Family Research Council to edit their lying shit video. <laughs> I have paraphrased. Um, last week, Glisten. Thank you very much. Last week, Glisten sent the Family Research Council a cease and desist letter. After this and other blogs pointed out that a major lie in FRC's latest hate video, basically claiming that um, that the family uh, that Glisten had distributed explicit, sexually explicit safer sex material uh, to middle school students, we file this under um, stupid shit that gets out in mass quantities, and the apologies or corrections are buried back on page twenty three, and nobody exactly. ever sees it. Exactly. I mean that's just and that's so common too, especially with the uh, the uh, pro family groups or the uh, not really I'm not sure what our, our, our Arthur would call it, but it's not really family it's it's fake family or whatever so yeah I'm entertained by the the names of these groups you know like we're for America and if you don't if you don't agree with us then you're not for America we're the family research council so if you're not with us you're against families I'm against the America for American the tolerance for American marriage which isn't very tolerant at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm against America and I'm against families. So what are you going to say about that? <laughs> I think everybody should be single and just procreate in uh, you know those little vacuum tubes, just like in uh, oh, what's that science fiction? Logan's Run. So. And on, and only when it's needed. Exactly, exactly. And after that, you should be sterilized. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm hey, kidding, of course. I, no, no. I com- I've completely. I have a, a view of one very controversial uh, topic that I think at a certain point you should be involuntarily sterilized. So, but I'm not even going to get into that. Next either, subject. Either that, or, <laughs> either that, or take a test before you can have a baby. But then we're getting too much into Gattaca. So, all right. Enough sci- science fiction. On to a- any more about this, guys. Any thoughts before we move on? They're bastards. Yes, they are. So, all right, next story. Brother Sinatus, if you would, please. I love this story. (laughs) Indiana State GOP Representative Phil Hinkle Hinkle now claims that all he did was talk about baseball with the 18-year-old male hooker he hired for a good time via (laughs) Craigslist. Oh, he talked about bats and balls all right. Made a grab for the kid's ass. I'm not going to read the crap. Oh, may I please? May I please? I'd love to. Go for it. These people, Hinkle said, (laughs) are lying through their teeth. Hinkle said that when Gibson got there, they just talked about baseball and the view. Well, that's gay there. And when he came out of the bedroom, Gibson had left and stole the money, the iPad, and the BlackBerry. 
I went to the edge, Hinkle said, but I didn't fall over the edge. I got everything back but the iPad, Hinkle told the star. And quite frankly, if that makes them feel good, so be it. <laughs> he noted that he won't be filing a police report. When asked why he arranged the encounter to begin with and why he used his public email address, Hinkle said, I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't know. <laughs> Hinkle said, Matthew Tully of the star, somewhere upstairs. A button got pushed, and I want to know mm -hmm. why. People keep asking, what were you thinking? I honestly don't know. It's <laughs> as simple as that. I'll say it again emphatically. I'm not gay. <laughs> but my boyfriend is. <laughs> and this is a typical case of it. if it walks like a duck and acts like a duck, you can add the rest. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Let me guess. Another Republican found out to be I'm gay. So, I'm sorry. I've seen pictures of this 18-year-old hooker boy. Oh, you have? He's not, he's not smart enough to come up with this idea of blackmailing him. He's just not. And why, and why the hell would he walk out with an iPad when obviously he may not even be smart enough to turn the damn thing on? Where's this picture of the boy? Oh, it's it's... They had pictures of his rentboy.com uh. pictures last week. I'd have to. It'd take me eight hours to hunt it down. Oh, okay. And and I love where it says somewhere upstairs a button got pushed. Yeah, that's upstairs in your ass, and it's called the prostate. <laughs> well, sometimes they think their upstairs is really down there, but we all know. But what he. Happens. But he, he asked a, a, a hooker to come to his hotel room to talk about baseball and The View. Is it, is it amazing how many of these guys are that lonely and they have to resort? It makes, uh, makes you wonder how much of this is actually going on all the time and we don't hear about it. Well, and also, why did his wife come up with $10,000? Of the hush money, yes. yes. I'm just I'm I'm giggling thinking about the Republican strategist. Okay, now what's our story? The, he came over to do he came over to talk about baseball and what what do gay people watch? They watch the View. They he came over to talk about the View. Yes, I can break. <laughs> and when you right. went to the bathroom, that's when he stole the money, the iPad, and the BlackBerry that you offered him to shut up and not tell anyone. <laughs> Romo saying in the chat room, you know, gay men just don't talk about the View. I totally believe him. <laughs> Uh, and let me guess, he's another one that uh, I think did a constitutional amendment against marriage. So I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say at this stage of the game, if you're a Republican and you're a male, you're probably a gay person. So, but and that that's just so such an oxymoron in itself. Of course it is. That's what, I mean, that's what's so funny about this world. <laughs> gay, gay Republican. Okay, yes, I'm a gay person who is trying to push a movement to take away every ounce of liberty that I have. Yeah, and won't and won't because me it, it doesn't affect me because I can get everything I need through money. Right. I have money. I have to. I have to say that I love one of the comments on this page. Yeah, right. Just like last night when my gentleman caller and I discussed the economic consequences of the Federal Reserve money policy while he pounded <laughs> my ass in front of a mirror. <laughs> hey, now that sounds hot. I wouldn't mind that. So, all right, on to the next story. Canada mourns loss of gay-friendly opposition leader. So, continuing with our depressing news of the week, <laughs> as soon as the uh, the right Honorable Jack Layton, MP, 
and charismatic politician who guided the new Democrat Party into the position of being a dominant opposition party in Parliament was battling cancer and has died at 61. His statement released by the NDP, a spokesperson said that Mr. Layton died peacefully on Monday morning at his Toronto home, surrounded by family and loved ones. Over a few weeks ago, Mr. Layton held a press conference during which he indicated that he was fighting a second bout with an unspecified new form of cancer. Uh, it's gone to appear and shocked many Canadians who had witnessed a triumphant Layton lead his party to a historic win in the May federal elections, gaining a total of 103 parliament- parliamentary seats up to the previous 37 held. Initially, the campaign race commenced as a straight battle between Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and the opposition party Liberius Michael Ingenitliff something like that. The winds gave them official opposition stats in the government. So, uh, let's see. Legendary progressive community friend of LGBT community was a vigorous supporter of HIV AIDS activism in the early years of the pandemic. In 2005, Landon was credited by many for the success of the Canada's national same-sex marriage bill when he was the only party leader to whip up supporting votes. So, And I have to say, for an old chap, he was quite attractive. He's quite handsome, yeah. Yeah, so sorry to, sorry to see him go. So, However, I would like to challenge the idea that this is really sad. I mean, it's sad, but he died with his family and friends around him. I mean, it was a life well lived. Oh, I know. I, I, I would agree with you there, but it's... I mean, it, it, no, we, no, should, we, we should give him some recognition, I think, if anything. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, he, you know, he is a wonderful person. I would have really loved to have met him, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, he deserves recognition for the work he has done, and as such, there you go. We've talked about him on a podcast, educating the youth who are listening. Hell, a lot of uh, this. <laughs> say, say what, Wes? I said a lot of them don't even know what Stonewall is. That's kind of the beginning. I know. Well you, well, you know what, though? I didn't know what Stonewall was until 28. And I, so, I mean, I can't I can't yell too much at the youth. Because, quite honestly, when you're young, you got other things you got to worry about. And, and it's, you know, you, you everybody learns their history in time. And I know I was pissed off when I was 22 and... I had some older queens telling me, oh, you need to do this, 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 this. And I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for my food this week without having to donate blood. So, I mean, everybody learns in their own time and everybody jumps on the bandwagon at some point, I think. Well, I guess I'm. I guess I must be an old person now because that's how I learned about everything. <laughs> well, we're all old here, sadly to say. But, uh, but if the young people are listening and they are entertained by this show... And by the way, if you are entertained by the show, we highly recommend that you donate via our website, thisweekingay.com. Your donation helps to go to our server costs and is greatly appreciated. And we hope that you enjoy the value for value that we provide to you. So go please check out thisweekingay.com. And we actually have gotten a couple compliments and comments on our shows. Appreciate that for those who are complimenting on the site. And uh, like I said, if you appreciate the hard work that we do for you, please donate to our server costs on the website. Moving on to the next story. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'll give this to you, uh, you country boy, Wes. As we carry as we carry on with the rest of the sad news. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's Iowa, so it's it's sort of country. So I figure it was a country thing. 
with all the corn there. Um, <laughs> a 19-year-old college student was beaten to death in uh, Michelle Bachman. Oh, good God almighty. Um, <laughs> her hometown of Waterloo, Iowa, this weekend. Uh, witnesses say Marcellus Richard Andrews, attacker, shouted anti-gay slurs while kicking him in the head. Uh, it's just so sad. It is. We're, this is the okay. One, this is the ones that make me old too quickly. Yeah, and you know, I remember the day that uh, Matthew Shepard was killed, and I remember watching the news stories uh, at the time when MTV was somewhat good, and uh, <laughs> and they had you know the breaking news stories and what happened, and you know, I remember standing in the truck stop watching the TV and like almost almost bursting into tears. Hey, I'm in. Den- I'm in Denver, and yeah, it's it was just it was you know it was on the regular news here, and it was you know awful. Right. Oh my God! There's a comment here, Joe. You're only reporting this since this tragedy as a gay bashing. All of the Waterloo local media have degayed the entire incident. If this was a gay bashing, then degaying the reporting is doubly dehumanizing to this young man in his life. That is so awful. Wait a minute. What are they trying? What is he saying there? I'm lost. They're, they're trying to they're not, the whole gay aspect of it. Yeah, they're not looking into it as a, uh, a gay a hate crime. crime. Well, and I mean, all, get, although there were there were witnesses who heard uh, racial or uh, gay slurs being made while they were kicking him in the head. I mean, there were witnesses to it. It's not like it was. It happened in silence, and and witnesses gave their testimonies, and the police have decided not to. The a... police have made no arrest, despite the fact that the a- attackers knew Andrew's name. Oh my God! Uh, he'll get caught. I'm, I'm guarantee somebody will grab him. Because stuff like that doesn't just if you've if you attack anybody at some point, you're going to get caught. So, but I mean, it's it's sad. First of all, that the kid was attacked to begin with. It's sad that people have that much hate and fear inside of them that they feel they need to actually physically hurt somebody because they're they have a difference in opinion or a difference view of life. But beyond that, yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. And then the news media, you know, obviously needs you know this for some strange reason. Matthew Shepard, because of just the brutality of it, it made headlines because it sold papers, and there are. People bashed on a daily basis, and you never hear about that in the news media because it is the lame stream media. See, it this this story I haven't really, you know, listened and uh, watched the news that much to get all of the aspects of the story. I didn't know this part. Uh, the article says that the lady that they were speaking to uh, said that the problem started at twelve forty-five a.m. Uh, Friday, when she and another and her cousin went for a walk down the street, uh, Andrews opted to stay behind, waiting on the enclosed porch. The two women hadn't made it as far as Adams Street, a block away, when they heard yelling back at the house. They ran back and found a truck stopped in the street, and the occupants were taunting Andrews, calling him faggot and Mercedes, uh, feminization of his first name. So, so they must have knew him then, right? So yes, yeah, so this they obviously knew him. They were out to cause trouble to begin with. So this at, was a premeditated thing. At twelve forty-five in the morning, 
Yeah, so this was this was obviously premeditated. So, I'm and I'm, and it's and it's attack. The attackers will be found to be uh, children of officials in the town. There's a re- there's a reason why it's not being prosecuted. Oh, probably yeah. That's why I encourage anyone if you live in Iowa, get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't live in those states. Just run away and go to New York. Except today, he that walks behind the corn is really somebody out there. Yeah, well, yeah, we just, if, nice reference. I, I, I could get. Yeah, actually, I have no idea where that. Where's that from? It's children, children of the corn. Of the corn. Oh, okay, King. I've never seen that. So read the read the novella. It's better. Read the novel first. Novella. Novella. It's not a real novel. Okay. It's a damn book. Read the book. <laughs> read that. I'm gonna read that book there. You know those things that those people read. You know things like that. Anyhow. Romo mentioned that um, he reported on this in his show on Thursday, and he's he said that there was some reference to the fact that it, it kind of went back with uh, some bad blood between the, the folks possibly related to car vandalism years ago. That he did? That, this, that the, gay, the dead gay guy did? There was bad blood between the attackers and the and the, the guy who got attacked, supposedly related to car vandalism. Yeah, th- this is going to um, uh, this is going to. I, I, I'm telling you, there's more to this story that yeah. we're not being told, and we're probably going to find out more later down the line. At least I would imagine. So good times. So we'll keep you posted here on this weekend, gay. On to some happiness. Let's watch some videos of people dancing once again in front of uh, the uh, Lady Bachman's Pray Away the Gay Clinic. So if you all click on the link, get your YouTube video prepped and ready, and let me know when you are ready. 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 Sure. All right. Three, two, one. Actually, this is quite long here. I may basically to summarize for those of you who are listening audio-wise, it's basically a video of a a bunch of barbarians, people dressed up as barbarians, standing outside of the Bachman Clinic and dancing to, I believe, Lady Gaga. Oh, it's a flash mob. How funny. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this is actually a lot larger than the last thing that came in. Didn't one of these things go really out of hand lately? Well, no. What? I, yeah, actually, what you were you might have heard is that there was a flash mob that was supposedly causing something, and like uh, actually caused like damage or people being killed, and that was a totally false story. And actually, Adam Curry covered that on his No Agenda show, and that's what a lot of the news networks are trying to now basically say that flash mobs are something we need to control and they're trying to basically uh, plan to give to basically set up to take away your right to protest so but anyhow so yeah you could check out this video here of the flash mob in front of the Bachman's clinic and they're doing oh that's wonderful yeah Hey, I mean, let's let's use those uh, protests outside of clinics that have uh, been using against gay or uh, abortion clinics for years. Let's use their tactics a little bit on them. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think it's about time. Peacefully, though, peacefully. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think Definitely. I think going into the clinic is a little much. I I think 
when you go in and you start to destroying property, I think that that you're you're not helping the cause. You need to be basically, you know, have fun with it like this is. I mean, this just looks like a lot of fun. So they're having a lot of fun doing the uh, the Lady Gaga songs. So. But I, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what develops. Um, if you think about what happened in London with the riots um, and outside of London, um, in terms of those things being organized. Oh by... no, they're they're trying to now all all these governments now are trying to find ways to prohibit people from doing any sort of protesting because. People but, around but, the world, but I, but I think what will happen is before it gets to preventing the protest, they'll take some measures to cut off the the, the actual technology. Yeah, well, you saw it in uh, what was it? What was the sub place where they shut down all the cell phone reception? The subway. Yes. That's yes. San Francisco. The yeah, park. because the the government doesn't want people. They 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 know people are pissed off. The, the you know the younger generation is fucking pissed about the way things are going. So what do they do? They try to take away their internet. They try to disrupt these things. They try to do anything they can to prohibit people from protesting against their government. I'm all for those kids going through and rioting. I mean, not necessarily when they're you know, beating up other people, but I think when that, that country is totally needs to get a good stick in the crawl and whatnot. It's it's about time that that all these countries wise up and realize that people were not we're, we're, the younger generation is not going to take this anymore. You can't take away their ability to go to college and then charge them enormous rates on taxes and stuff when there's no jobs and expect people to just sit there live with their parents and be happy with it. So, I, I burn London down at this point. <laughs> The only the only problem with the views with our, of our host do not need to views. Thank you, Sater. Thank you for covering me. <laughs> the only problem with our generation, and yeah, I, I'm only 33, so I mean I'm kind of I'm in the generation after the baby boomers, um, and they'll. Seeing my generation, how they tend to solve problems only makes matters worse. And there's too many times when there's something like this, you know, yeah, these people are out in the street dancing. Okay, that's fine. But too many times we see that there's one or two people in that crowd that aren't mentally stable or aren't that were not brought up in the in the way that they should respect things and they end up throwing something I, or breaking I, something and I, and I agree with you and then that. it just all out things start burning down and police come in and riots start happening and that's just never an answer for anything well, you're always going to have those loose cannons and everything but basically it's it's it, when your regular peaceful protests don't work anymore and you can't get anything accomplished, people are just going to get angry and get fed up. And they're just – they could be a completely sane person and then you get the mob mentality. And before you know it, you're jumping in and helping to burn down buildings. So, I mean this which, is – which, is, is, which is exactly what frightens me about this because I'm, I'm going to – I'm probably always going to side on law and order. Because they're going to have to make a decision, unfortunately, as to when they pull that trigger on when is it, when are they looting, when are they starting fires. At that point, it gets shut down if they don't cut it off beforehand. But I don't, you know, I'm, I don't think we should limit our first right to free speech, no, we, our we, first amendment to free speech. I don't think we should limit our right to peaceably assemble, but 
we're entering a real big gray area here, and there's some ugly precedents being set right well, now. Well, there's, there's presidents in, the in Greece and the UK. I mean, people are just getting fed up with their governments. They're saying, "Well, we can't get anything accomplished through the normal means of productivity." Yeah, Every but I don't, I, I, I don't view what's going on in the Middle East and Libya and Syria and other places the same. I mean, like that, that doesn't translate to what's going on here in america well not yet but i guarantee you it's coming you're going to start seeing some stuff in some cities that are the the, the youth are just going to get fed up and then they're just going to start marching in cities i, I mean, think i, mean, I, I think it, go ahead i think i think the united states has i'm i'm i don't really want to say it this way but it's the only way i know how to say it um police have more of a I think an outright way of stopping things like that from happening. You know, yeah, they go over there and they march down the street with their little uh, things held in front of them and they shoot the little, um, what is it, pellets? Well, they have pellet guns and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I I come from a state where history has shown that they have proven ways to get people to disperse. Oh yeah, and we're, we're, the United States would probably quickly jump in and make sure that people disperse. Yeah, because we have we have you know tear gas and stuff like that. There are countries they don't use that stuff on people, so they use the, the only thing they have is water and pellet guns and stuff like that. So here in America, if it gets too bad, they'll just shoot somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean it's I'm telling you, folks, it, it, the 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 gap between the poor and the super elite is getting larger every day at some point this whole system is going to reboot but if you would like to hear more about that exciting uh wonderful collapse of our government i highly recommend listening to the no agenda show with adam curry and john c dvorak who is kind enough to sponsor us on our network and play this weekend gate on their network so we thank them for allowing us uh, to be educated on uh um, what some may call conspiracy theories and others may call facts. Go listen and make your own decisions. Moving on to the next story because we got to get this uh, done for uh, Wes's show here. Um, George, would you read the next story, please? Sure. Let's pull it up. Uh, this is the uh, Actually, US Wes, Wes, read hmm. the second story down. It condenses both these stories into one. Who? You mean George? George was reading. George, sorry, George. Right, let's pull that one up. The one that starts with Florida. Yeah, it really can two stories. Yeah, the anti-gay teacher reinstated after KKK threat and school board. Uh, Mm -hmm. Florida Florida public school teacher Jerry Buell has been reinstated after suspension following an anti-gay tirade on his personal Facebook page. Lake County School District Superintendent Susan Moxley reinstated Mount Dora High School social studies teacher Jerry Buell after his controversial anti-gay postings on Facebook. Quote, I'm excited about going back to school tomorrow, said Buell. The school board decided Buell did not violate the district's code of conduct when he allegedly posted comments on his Facebook wall saying the gay marriages made him want to throw up. Sources close to the investigation told WFTV that the school board chose the easy way out. They say the, the, they say the board thought that Buell had violated the rules but didn't want to deal with the costly legal battles or backlash from the KKK, which had threatened to protest in front of the school let me reread that. The KKK, which had threatened to protest in front of the district headquarters. Buell missed the first three days of class because he was transferred to an administrative position during the investigation. The district said the former teacher of the year posted on his Facebook, same-sex unions are cesspool, 
which make him want to throw up. So this is what you do, folks. If you are if you have a kid in his class, you demand that your kid be taken out of his class, and then anyone that wants to have someone who would be associated with the KKK can leave their children in that class. I honestly think that thousands and thousands of people should go to the border of Georgia and Florida and Alabama with pickaxes, and they should pick the ground as hard as they fucking can and put that state back to Cuba where it belongs. (laughs) Yeah, it would be nice if we could just saw off Florida like Bugs Bunny did in that one cartoon. I'm sorry. It is not part of the South. We do not claim the <laughs> South. It, it's it's just something down there where people go and wait to meet Christ. Yeah, it's it's sort of the uh, old retirement center that nobody wants to go visit, except the old people. Yep. So, but yeah, didn't we talk about this last week, Sadie? We did. We did, and I defended his right on his personal Facebook to say this hatred because it's he didn't say it at school. Uh, but now, you know, now we've taken a whole new level of a backlash from the KKK. Well, I think a bunch of gay groups should get down there and backlash. Well, either that or, <laughs> or just, just, I mean, anyone that doesn't want, parents should say, if I don't want my kid to be taught by this person, then t- you take their kid out. And then well, you'll hopefully leave some will. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm, you know, the, we're going to have some more dipshit crazy kids come out of that school, but... Um, unfortunately, you know, that's the, that's the price you pay for, you know, living ignorant and, you know, not protecting your children. But I, I, I'm with you, Sater. He's a, he's a complete douchebag. And if I had my choice, you know, I would go beat him with a stick. But, um, you know, if, if we allow any free speech, we have to allow every free speech, (laughs) including bad free speech. So just means I don't associate with you, asshat. Yeah, well, as long as he, as long as his free speech doesn't impair my our our freedoms, which is that's that gray area that we keep. Getting and as into. long as he doesn't do this hatred hatred in his classroom, you know that, that's been that's been my problem with um, this free ride that people are getting under the guise of free speech all along. You know, m- my mother, the simple person that she was, told me your rights, and this is she's not an educated person at all. But I remember hearing at a very early age, your rights. And when you step on someone else's rights, and oh, I totally agree. Yeah, for these, for these, for folks to just assume that speech is, uh, speech doesn't have consequences is retarded because it is, it is that speech that gives rise to the beatings and the bashings and the political punditry of Michelle Bachman and and her gay healing faggot husband. Um, <laughs> Amen. You know, there, there is a price to pay for speech, and I, I'm not okay with with Fred Phelps. And you know, it's his right to say his church's right to say whatever. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think we're being simpletons by not not examining the cost of that speech well, and what are you ultimately inciting with that speech. Well, see, see, I'm of the mind where I don't mind as long as there's equal amount of volume produced by the other side. Because if you get somebody – because this is the thing that always bothers me when you go down to uh, the pride parades is that people always feel like they have to respond to the protesters. And I'm of the mind if you just ignore them, you're, you're not giving them what they want, which is attention. Amen. But 
as long as they have the ability to respond to those people. So as long as my bullhorn has the same power as your bullhorn, then I'm completely fine because then I can show other people <laughs> what an asshole you are. The problem is is that society, news media, and the corporations are trying to make it so our bullhorn is this little teeny tiny little thing that you get at a kid's birthday party like a kazoo while everyone else gets a big stereo system that they can use to, pro- to proclaim their hate. And that's not right. If if you're going to have free speech, it should be equal free speech across the board. Agreed. Thoughts? More? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, for me, it's it's a factor of – I mean, it, that sounds nice in theory, but aren't four of the leading Republican uh, presidential candidates – wasn't this a story I saw on Joe My God today – Aren't that aren't four of the leading Republican candidates have some level of anti-gay slant? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I, I agree with you, but don't get me started on politics because politics yeah. is a complete. Uh, but, but that's my point: is that th- that the, these types of free quote free speech elevate dialogue, encourage people to respond. Now, all of a sudden, anti-gay, openly anti-gay candidates are in the top sort of tier of their of their party yeah but you know what it's just going to be when when history looks back on them just like the guy who stood in front of that school for desegregation that one governor said i'm not gonna people are gonna look back on him and all george wallace guys yeah they're gonna say what an (laughs) asshole i hope you're right (laughs) i I am right i'm always right no Um. (laughs) well george george wallace the the thing that i'm not gonna take up for him i'm not gonna because he was who he was when he was alive, um, but you know that was very wrong of him to stand in front of, in the doorway of the University of Alabama and block black students from entering. Right. He did pay for that. Yeah, I mean, because like he, he because he tried to or he did attempt to run for presidency, and someone shot him. Well, nobody and, should get but, but shot. Then, I mean, but then, yeah. but then, but what? But look at it. He asked for it. Well, nobody. He, should he, get... a, he asked for that. It happened. It changed his life. Yeah, because well, he did. He did. From at that point, he was a completely different person, and you could tell uh, inside the state of Alabama. It didn't change everybody's way of looking, but it definitely changed his oh, outlook. So it, after he got shot, that changed his viewpoint. He almost died. Okay, so well. So I mean, so, I mean what? And I'm not saying that these people should almost die. Well, no, they should have to get but, shot to learn. They should. But they're but they're going to learn eventually. Something is going to come around in their life, and they will learn. Right. It, tit for tat. It will. They will learn what they need to in due time. And a lot of times when people are just expressing this hate, it's it's basically something else that they have an issue with, and they're just trying to find something to latch on to. I mean, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times somebody who's been a complete homophobe or somebody that's been an asshole has some other lingering issue that they can't deal with, and they use this as an outlet to basically be me, that gives them the excuse to be somebody. Sort of like when you go to a Star Trek convention, people who dress up in Klingon outfits, or you do that so they can act like assholes. It's sort of the same thing. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, moving on to the next story. By the way, Wes, we're going a little bit long, but we'll transition into your show for you. How's that? 
That's fine. Okay, those of you joining us normally here to listen to the uh, Gay Country Boy West, you're listening to the end of This Week in Gay, which has Gay Country Boy West on it, and we are going to uh, be transitioning into a show, sort of like how uh, What's-His-Face turns it over to uh, What's-Her-Face on MSNBC. I can't remember their name right now. <laughs> that is just so well done. <laughs> I know. Smooth, smooth as x likes. All right. Well, the next story cannot be found, so... I just posted another link to the same story in the chat room. Oh, which chat room? The Skype one? Oh, there we go. Um, Virginia on track to elect first gay state senator. Wow, that's a big one for Virginia. Virginia Delegate Adam Eben won his Democratic primary Tuesday and appears likely to become the first openly gay elected to the state Senate. The Sun Gazette reports on his victory in the competitive three-way three-way primary of the 30th state Senate district in northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. It was, it was in Arlington where Eben showed his strongest performance, garnering nearly 46% of the vote compared to the 40% of Arlington School Board member Libby Garvey and the anemic 14% of Alexandria City School member Rob Kerprika, according to the Sun Gazette. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So go gay elected officials. Please, it's Virginia. That would be a huge deal. Well, I mean, I'm... You know, I've spent most of my life in Virginia. I moved to Atlanta 10 years ago, and I'd like to give Virginia a really rough road sometimes. But let's not forget they elected Doug Wilder um, back in, oh, God, the early 90s, uh, I think 1990. And he was the first African-American. I mean, Virginia has a – and Virginia went against Bush, I think, in the second – if I'm right. Went against Bush in the second election. Is that possible? I know, right? And and Webb, Senator Webb, won over um, God. Who was this? What was that asshole's name? Who had the video about? Yeah, Virginia's. I mean, Virginia's clearly conservative, but they have a knack for surprising you from time to time. Yeah, it seems like Virginia is like the last state on everything to get stuff. Like it was the last one for um, civil rights. And, you know, it seems like it's going to be the last one for gay rights and everything. It, it, Virginia, and, of course, all my friends, I have a huge number of friends that live in Virginia, which boggles my mind. But it just seems to be the, the, the very last state to do anything right in terms of, you know, the, the most appropriate thing to do. So, but if we could actually get some gay in there, that would be huge. I might actually have to move there. <laughs> all right. Um, the second to last story, Sater. The Boy Scouts have booted Virginia mom Denise Steele from her position as dead mother after the Christian sponsors of her son's troop discovered that Steele has been partnered with another woman for 19 years. Phil Holliday, the executive pastor of Christian Fellowship Church, and Esther Schaefer, the charter organization representatives say they are simply following the rules. When a chartered partner agrees to sponsor a scouting unit, the annual charter agreement is signed, they explain. In the contract, they agree to provide a place for meeting, select volunteer leaders, and follow the policies and guidelines established by the Boy Scouts of America. The scouting official who turned Steele in sent an email to one of her friends. As her friend, this may be an opportunity for you to share (laughs) with her about Christ's love and the need to believe that as sinners, we cannot get to heaven on our own and that we need a savior. Well, fuck you, Boy Scouts. Well, yeah, I mean, why do people still send their sons to the Boy Scouts still? 
I mean, there's really no need at this stage of the game. It's not like we're living in the wilderness. Well, honestly, I, I have to say that other than their anti-gay policy, I have nothing against the Boy Scouts. I actually think it's a fine, especially once the zombie apocalypse hits, hits we're going to need that knowledge. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, you know, I did I, – I, first of all, I, I missed – somehow I missed Cub Scouts and I was late to get into Boy Scouts. And I didn't last long and people pre- purposely didn't tell me about the, the meetings because, I don't know, they didn't, they, they didn't like me or something like that. But I, the whole idea of you have to memorize this, you have to say this, you have to learn this. It was like – it was homework. It was extra homework you mm-hmm. don't need as a kid. And I'm just like, what the hell do I need to know this crap for? This is completely unrelated. And why do I have to memorize this stuff? And it, it's, it goes back to this – especially goes back to the stuff that pissed me off whenever I go to a city meeting or city council meeting. We have the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm like, no, I'm not pledging anything to you motherfuckers. It's, it's – you know, I'm here to learn and talk to people. I'm not here to share my oath and become a subservient slave to oh, some sort Anthony, of organization. Anthony, Anthony, it's the first step to the Masonics. That's that's to your the first no the Masonics. No. A Mason. And then you learn their secret handshakes and their rules. Oh you know, I could do without that unless it's gonna be a hot <laughs> sex club. They'll hear you. <laughs> Good. Okay. See with the when it comes to the Boy Scouts, um I think it's a very, very, very great group. Of people, I don't like their views on homosexuality, uh, kicking kicking things thing. out. But let me get—I belong to the fraternity of Alpha Phi Omega. I'm a lifelong member. I love it. It's deep in my heart. I would help it out as much as I can. Maybe not financially, but I will help it out as much as I can. It was founded by seven Boy Scouts. And it was it's a very, very wonderful thing. It helps people. It's not one of these fraternities that goes out and, you know, has like tons of parties and all this kind of stuff. We're not allowed to have we're not allowed to have uh, frat houses because there's just a high standard for the people that's in it. Um, the other half is an Eagle Scout. Um, he, you know, the things that you learn while you're in it is things that people just don't think to teach their kids anymore these days because they don't think that it's relevant. Well, There's a lot of relevance in that. Well, I mean, yeah, when, when you when you go through the steps to get your badges and all that kind of stuff to get your sash and all that, the things that you're learning are things that would help you when the luxuries that we have today are no longer around. Mm-hmm. And that and that is very much needed. I know that if the lights went out, if my if the running water in my house didn't work, I don't have I don't have any problems going out and digging a hole and shitting in the ground. Okay. <laughs> that that is something that people need to learn how to do because someday we may have to do it again. I may have to go out in my backyard and light a fire and catch something and you know shove it on a stick and twirl it around over a fire to cook it because someday we may Zombie not have that luxury. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a very good thing to do. I just hate the fact that the stupid adults that are over it, and many of these adults are from the generation before us, 
mm-hmm. that have those views and they're pushing them on to the next generation and they're seeing it and I'm hoping and praying that those people that are growing up in Boy Scouts now well, George, don't would listen be, to that. You would be very pleased to know that more and more Boy Scouts and especially Eagle Scouts are against this rule. That was mm-hmm. that, that was West, by the way. Oh, he can't he can't distinguish us. No, clearly. <laughs> um because they are of a more tolerant generation, and they, too, agree that everything here is perfect except for this one rule, this one discriminating rule, which seems to go against everything else the Boy Scouts are about. Mm-hmm. So but, but you guys are I, don't, mis- I don't doubt that one day that will be changed. It just won't be soon, but one day I think that one will be changed. You're missing the most important problem with them, though. They don't make any good cookies that you can buy. Exactly. My point. I mean, that's, seriously, they did popcorn. That's, really? Popcorn? That, Yuck. That's, that's the vagina branch of the Boy Scouts. T- Toppy Spell says, funny story. There were no den fathers in my Cub Scout troop. We were always led by den mothers. They always had us doing all these very gay, crafty things, a lot of theater stuff. We and were, you know why? You know why? I mean, I hate to, I hate to, I, I hate to talk you over, talk over you, but a lot of times men won't actually take the time to be the den fathers, you know. They go to work during the day, and they do this and they do that, and they leave all this stuff up to the mothers, which there's no problem with that. But, or the fathers could be just completely missing altogether out of their lives. And so then, in that case, the mothers have to step up and be the ones to take care of things, take them to their den meetings, and uh, show them how to do these things to get their badges. But, you know, you, there are some fathers who actually will say, okay, even though I worked all day today, when I get home, I will take you to your your den meeting. There's a whole and, other issue that we could talk about some other yeah. time right. about the the – dissolvation of the American family and how the Boy Scouts are a prime example of what could strengthen it. The the sitting around the dinner table, the father and son activities that we're losing more and more with each generation. But that, that's I don't want to sound like I'm from yeah, the fifties. I was gonna say that's that's another topic for another yeah. time. So Kim I, I really want to get to this last this go last ahead, go ahead. Let's do it. Read it. Okay, cool. I will do that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> because because there's more than one side of this, and I don't know if they mentioned it in this uh, article, but um, are you talking about George? Kevin? George, yes, George okay, and I are okay. very very excited about that part. Um, let's see. Pam Spall says Joe Salmonet stepping down at HRC. I think that's a great thing. Uh, Pam Spalding has the big scoop that longtime human rights campaign head Joe Salmonet will be stepping down at the end of the year. Uh, his departure also signals, according to our source, the beginning of a larger staff shakeup in the HRC. Uh, the blend can also report that a replacement executive director has been identified. It will be someone who is not currently on the HRC staff, but it's currently a paid consultant that has worked with the civil rights group for some time. Um, 
tenure human rights campaign has become a bedrock institution eh, that has played a role in successes. A hate crimes law passed uh, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm, don't ask him because he doesn't, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, the extent of its leadership and the success also depends on your point of view, exactly, and knowledge of the backstories related to the hard work Mm, to make these gains happen, uh, we can review and critique the effectiveness of Salmonace's tenure in the growth of the organization and political savvy and working with the Hill all day long. But it's time to think about the job his successor has in front of him or hopefully her. Um, <coughs> Metro Weekly reporter Chris uh, confirms Spalding's report and says Salmonace's replacement may not come in the way described. Although Spalding reported that a replacement executive director has been identified, four sources familiar with the situation described that portion of the report uh, as that portion of the report was inaccurate, uh, with one saying the process is just beginning and will not be uh, rapid. As far as I know that I have read on it, a successor has not been named, and they've been thinking of a couple of different people, uh, including... Uh, what is she, a city council representative, or is she a state Georgia representative? She's, she's former uh, chair of, or, uh, of the Atlanta City Council. Yes, Kathy Willard. Yeah. And she is a big uh, gay rights supporter. So you're saying this is a good thing that he's stepping down? I think it is. Well, I, I'm not as critical of him as others. I, I, I just have a generic vanilla opinion of him. I don't think he's done that stellar of a job at all. Um, I think they, I think HRC totally got scooped on on the uh, Prop 8 response. Um, there was the day that that um, Prop 8 was put uh, was voted in. Um, there were what within a week there were protests in every major city in the U.S. and HRC had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was mind-boggling that that they had nothing to do with it, and they really came out. I mean, they their their e newsletters and all that kind of crap. I mean, they really were. It was obvious that they were behind the eight ball on it. Yeah. All right. And and you know, even though I sit here and I say that he hasn't done very much of a job leading that organization, in my view of the the organization as a whole, I mean, what exactly? Are are we as the gay and lesbian community? What are we holding them to? What are we expecting them? And I'm saying that with a strong, you know, them. What are we expecting them to do when we should be turning around and saying, what are we going to do? You know, this is one organization that is standing up and having a voice supposed to be representing millions of us. You know, if we can't, you know, get a pair and stand up and say something for ourselves in the different cities that we're in, how are we supposed to expect one organization? What are they based in D.C.? Or Los Angeles somewhere? Okay. How are we supposed to turn around and expect them to do all of the work for us? Well, don't you think that may be related to just the fact that, you know, they they don't get that much funding and they need to get more funding? Maybe if we supported them more and provided to them more funding, then they could be more uh, efficient in getting the word out? 
once again, that goes back to us digging in our pockets and in our bank accounts to give them a shitload of money to turn around and do something that we should be able to do locally. And does, any, does, anybody, you know, have a, does anybody have a clue how much of the uh, log cabin Republicans are HRC members? I wouldn't know. I still think that that's that I, I, that's a, a the biggest. That, that's the biggest opportunity <laughs> is to is to. I mean, you cannot assume that all gay um, and lesbian folks are Democrats, and I, I've sort of stumbled into that here in Atlanta. And there's a there's a surprising number of um, log cabin Republicans, as they call themselves, and I think you know forging some sort of shared vision with that group would be um, would be helpful in moving sort of all genders forward. I think a lot of times uh, gay people tend to distance themselves away from log cabin Republicans. <laughs> no, for good reason. Mm-hmm. But but that's what I'm saying. They that if you want to if you want to move our agenda forward, that <laughs> nefarious gay agenda forward. <laughs> Right. And, and you know, I, it, it is going into more of a political topic with them, but that's what they do. I mean, they handle a political side. They ha- they have more of a voice in the political arena where, you know, we wouldn't have in individual cities. They're in D.C. They have their – I don't want to call them lobbyists because lobbyists just piss me off more than – you know more than anything, but um, you know they have their people speaking to legislators and senators and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. There, it, it's just, it's just a very political thing, and I can't. And I don't like the whole politics of it. And like you said, George, there are a lot of there. Are, there's an increasing number of people that I'm finding that are gay and are Republicans. And, uh, (laughs) but, but then, but then I'm also seeing, um, a lot of gay people are seeing where the libertarians are very logical as well. (laughs) Was that you, Senator? No, No. it's brother. (laughs) So, I mean, so, I mean, you know, that's, that's, there, there's gay people all over the spectrum. I mean, what we about can't. Socialism? But it's, it's like it's like George said. We can't, we can't take for granted and say that all gay people are Democrats because we're not. Well, but I, I think that's also. I mean, that's part of the problem. But also, I mean, these national groups, they really cannot tick off the powers that be. You need to be able to get into. Um, Obama's office every once in a while just to have a little bit of power. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you know, they kind of gotta be somewhat milk toast. That's why I think, you know, and I think it's going to be the local groups that are going to be the agitators and the ones that get things the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, dislike dislike the group act up all you want, but they were an important part <laughs> of the uh, AIDS movement. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I mean, but then again, the National Task Force could not be the one. They're the ones that were talking to the legislatures to get the money passed. So they yeah. had to be soft and you know cuddly. Where yeah. ACT UP uh, was out in the fields uh, ticking off the Catholics. Yep. 
All right. Good discussion, guys. Good discussion. So let's hope that HRC gets there. <laughs> yeah, the chat room's like, Are we move up, move forward. But that's that's the last story we have, folks. So, um, But needless to say, let's hope HRC gets their crap together and starts uh, – Starts getting their voice, our voice out there a little bit more. So, all right. Well, that concludes this uh, this week of this week in gay, <laughs> this version of this week in gay. I'm going to go around and give everybody a little chance to plug wherever they want to plug. Before we do that, can I say one last thing? No. With Steve Jobs resigning and Tim Cook taking over Apple, all hail our new benevolent homosexual overlords. Yes. And he graduated from Auburn University and is from Robertsdale, Alabama. (laughs) We will not hold either of those facts against him. I'm hoping they just changed the Apple logo back to the original rainbow that it used to be. Amen to that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with that being said, Seder, tell us about you and your show, if you would, please. Well, I have a podcast called The Seder Sphere, which you can find on iTunes or at my website, www.sadersphere.blogspot.com. All right. Next we have up in the upper right-hand corner is – oh, no, he moved. Darn it. Stop moving on my screen. It's Brother Sinatus. Well, I frequently appear on other people's podcasts and uh... – I have some audio booths that you might want to listen to, but that's that's about it with me. All right, where can we find you? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. At <laughs> Brother Sinatus. There you go. We're on Audio Boo. Look for Brother Sinatus on Audio Boo. There's that. Yeah, I'm Brother Sinatus all over the place. Thank you, Sater. By the way, if you need Sater to pimp you out, him and the Impaler can always do that for you. So actually, he's already done that for me. Ooh. Uh, that's between you two. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, right. oh, excuse me. Country Boy, or actually, I'll, I'll leave Country Boy West for last. So that way I can turn it over to him. So, uh, George, uh, tell us a little bit about you, sir. You're new to the show. I am new to the show. I uh, that, that there gay Country Boy West roped me into his show a few months ago. So I've been uh, partnering with him on the life of a gay country boy. I do a little booze on the side. That's B-O-O-S, uh, and you can find me on the Twitters. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at G-E-E-B-E-E-A-T-L, G-B-A-T-L. All right, and then last but not least, and who I'll be turning the show over to, like Overman used to do to – what's that chick's name? Oh, Jesus. Here we go again. We're Maddow. Maddow. We're Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, yeah. So The power so. the power lesbian of uh, MSNBC. Exactly. So uh, Country Boy West, go ahead and uh, tell us about your show, and then uh, we're basically going to end it and give it to you. All righty. Uh, the show is The Gay Life of a Country Boy. Uh, it has two gay country boys on it. Um, we can be found at uh, thegaycountryboy.com and uh, live podcast on Pride 48 uh, at 8 o'clock or thereabouts uh, on Sunday nights. All right, and then once again, thank you all of our listeners and in the people in the Pride 48 chat room for listening to us. Uh, we now end our broadcast day, and as soon as I do this, Wes, hit start broadcasting on your end. Okay. All right, thank you, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.